0: Welcome travelers, we're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern.
1: Welcome to the Masters of Modern Podcast, I'm your host Alex Kessler, here with my co-host Ben Baven and
2: our guest Michael Grothy. What's up everybody, uh, we're here, uh, Here, this is live, you're seeing us live, it's a live stream, we're streaming live. Cool. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, first, on there was a Pro Tour this last weekend. It was mm-hmm. a modern-ish Pro Tour. There were three formats: one player was playing Standard on a team, one was playing Legacy, and one was playing Modern. We're going to focus on Modern because a lot of stuff happened there. Um, it was one by it was won by uh, a Holland
2: one. Hollow, Hollow One. Hollow One. Yes, it was won by Hollow One as part of the Team GP or uh, Pro Tour. So yeah, we had uh, we had a bunch of Legacy and Standard decks running running around in the format. Um, I have to say, first reactions. Uh, did you guys watch any of this or no? I guess we were all at Gen Con. We were all at Gen fun. Con. I watched a little bit. I read I read more coverage
1: than I watched coverage.
0: Same. Yeah, it was easier to to read than it was to watch it when we were at Gen Con.
2: Uh, I watched back the. Four matches, that the finals and each of the semis. Um, There wasn't enough modern coverage. It was really annoying. I'd, I'd watch one game of modern. I felt like every match, maybe two, if I was lucky. But like, I never got to see like the exciting. Like, the five games. It wasn't a
1: modern pro tour. It was a team pro tour, and they want to focus on all three formats. I get why we didn't see a ton of it. It, That's why, like, reading the coverage was more interesting than maybe even watching it for this pro tour for me, because...
0: I mean, the top four in particular was, like, all known quantities. Like, you know, people have seen Hollow One versus KCI. People have seen Humans versus Hollow One or whatever, right? Yeah. I I think if something interesting like Vengevine had broken into the
2: semis, then we would have seen that, but... So uh, we are going to talk fully about the show and then get all into the details. But uh, coming up today on the show, we have a bunch of really fun stuff. So Michael, congratulations to him. He actually qualified for one of the beta drafts uh, at Gen Con and drafted beta on Sunday. So let's give a hand to Michael. Alex. I give him a lot of hate. Every day we're just like, how does it
1: feel? He like won at Gen Con. He won the very first qualifier he was in. So we had all five days leading up to it. Yes. To Jokingly. Uh, rip him and congratulate him at the same time and uh, cajole and make ways. fun of me
2: for not qualifying uh, these are his beta <laughs> cards, we'll get there later so stay tuned for that in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the Pro Tour uh, and we are introducing a brand new pack opening segment today that we will, we will get to in just a minute so uh, before we get fully into the show, uh, I want to remind everybody here you can find us on Twitter at the Cast. you can find me personally at Ben Baton Media at Duddard
0: yeah, D-U-D-A-R-D-D, Alex made me hatched from my Twitter egg and yep. put up he an actual an profile.
2: It's Mechabot.
1: It's one of the battle bosses. Yeah, it's, it's one of the battle been,
0: bosses. And I put a little description of who I am.
1: It's been a little there. confusing because the icon we had for the Battle Bosses account until that moment was Mechabot. Which I that, didn't
0: know. I just picked yeah. my favorite boss hey. and put him up there. That's
1: fine. It's That's fine.
2: It's fine. <laughs> and you can find this clown over here at Kes Wiley. Oh, yeah, I'm at Kes Wiley. Sorry, I'm posting
1: <laughs> uh, the live stream onto all of the different social media services so that you guys can find it while we're doing it. Get hyped. Uh, and hype, I have one hype, more thing. Hype, 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 uh, So the very first thing we're going to do today uh, is a pack opening. Well, oh, I guess first we have one more shout out. Battle Boss is a game. It's over here. You can see the box. These are new characters we previewed at Gen Con. This is Captain Boat. He's a boat. He looks like a boat. But he's got a face. He's half captain, half boat. And this is Doc Spillageman. She's a mad scientist harassing people in Futropolis. Uh, you can go to the Kickstarter on Tuesday. So it's live on Tuesday. August uh, 14th. Please yeah. check it out. August 14th.
2: We had an amazing Gen Con. Uh, we got to playtest this game with a billion people. Uh, not actually, literally, but like a lot of people. A lot of listeners of the show came by. It was super, super fun. So uh, yeah, check it out. August 14th. It's
0: definitely- yeah, I mean, we were just... We just had demos of the game going continuously from when the hall opened at 10 a.m. until it was closed at 6. Just like we didn't have a single break. It was just continuous uh, people wanting to play the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we are bringing you a brand new segment today. This is the Pack Grimoire. We have filled this grimoire with all the packs. All all the packs all of the packs.
1: So inside is a selection of more standard packs So there's some Omniketch in there. There's some um, there's some sweet packs. And here we've got Eldritch in there, but then there's all, all three like, editions
2: of Modern Masters we've got. Eternal Masters, we've got Mirrodin, we've got Darksteel, we got Fifth Dawn, we've got New Phyrexia in there, yeah Amakad, so There's, there's some really sweet stuff.
1: spicy stuff and there's some recent stuff, so we're going to pick uh packs
2: at random. Um so there are exactly 90 there are exactly 95 packs in here. Okay. So we need to randomize this somehow. Number eight. Okay, you are gonna be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Alex will be opening this pack of. Amaket. (laughs) Okay, and then it's going to be. Some
1: modern playables in there. 77. Yeah, this is a cool new set we're doing. We're going to each open a pack. We're going to pack war them, and then we're going to get to, the winner gets to open an additional pack that'll come out at random. Um, so that'll be super fun and exciting. And hopefully you guys enjoy these new segments. Uh, the other thing we're going to be talking about is the Pro Tour, uh, and that uh, Vengevine is a deck now. You get hyped. get so hyped. Some one hasty plant boy. Are you, uh, are you a fan Masters of Vengevine?
2: 3. Oh, damn. Okay, now you have to open a modern all right, so we're pack
1: warring these, so the way pack wars work is whoever has the largest one, largest converted mana cost in the pack, gets to keep all of the
2: pool. Yeah, and this is brought to you by WizardryFoundry.com. This is a grimoire made by Wizardry Foundry, it's one of the original grimoires. Um, it holds tons of cards, they have codexes, grimoires, all kinds yep. of awesome String stuff. scrape cubes. My show, 10 Minutes of Modern, is actually sponsored by them, so cool. I talk about them often. Alright, One,
1: two, three. There oh, you, you already open. opened it, wow. <laughs>
2: Left behind. I think I have a good chance here though,
1: because I don't know how good your converted mana cost is.
0: Zombie is kicker, converted mana cost,
1: any good? I don't know. Okay, I got one, like four. I got a All three. Right. I got a four. I got a three. All right, I got. One. I got my big one right here. Two. Get ready. One. I got a five. Minus cycling two enchant permanent. You control enchant permanent. I got a lay claim for seven. Wait. Can you beat that? Can Go you beat five. seven drop?
2: I got a Niv Mizzet Draco Genius for six.
1: I still win. You still wear <laughs> <And laughs> it. And a Foil Thunderous Wrath. And that Foil Thunderous Wrath. Was your rare, you Alex? My um, rare? I didn't even look. Uh, it was Channeling Initiate. Alright. Yeah? Yeah. So I hate, like, man of, man of Dork. Yeah. Fair. Thank you for that pack, Ben. Niv-Mizzet, Genius is all yours. Alright, so. Foil
0: Thunderous Wrath. Foil no, Thunderous Wrath. Not nothing. Yeah.
1: Not nothing. Out a to pay for, Out to pay for all the packs if he gets it. All right, so so modern Pro Tour. Uh, you know, as we've done in previous Pro Tours that involve modern, we have kind of a metagame discussion where we now want to talk. Now that the Pro Tour has happened, what's Tier Zero? What's Tier One? What's Tier One Point Five? Uh, and then everything beyond that that you can play in modern is Tier One Point Two and beyond.
2: Worst um, way to play Pack core ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, intro, Battle Boss Kickstarter, and YouTube plus Facebook. Subscribe. We did that already. Cool. Uh, what's tier zero guys? I think it's pretty obvious. I
2: mean, I think tier zero is humans. That's, yeah. a, that's like probably the top deck. I think you have to say KCI is also tier zero. It won two Grand Prix recently and just just made the finals of a pro tour. Like, yeah, but it's metagame like it's not metagame dependent. It's just showing up in every top eight.
1: It's like yeah, but like the for me tier zero is like the deck you're most likely to face twice in a GP. And, okay. and, not, not, and, and still is top eight. Because, like, Humans has also showed up in every top eight since it has existed. So, like, and in multiples. I mean, so. how many decks are allowed to be tier zero, I guess what? is the question. Oh, there is one deck? One deck. And then tier one is every. I
2: mean, 50% of the top four at this Pro Tour was Humans. And the lists were literally, other than sideboard, different by a single card. It was right. a, a single copy of Reflector Mage in the sideboard. Or, not Reflector Mage, of... Um, uh, no, it was Reflector Mage. Yeah, a single copy of Reflector Mage in the sideboard replaced by one copy of Restoration Angel in one of the lists. Okay. And the other one had four Reflector Mages. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, they were in a literal identical.
0: And I'm guessing that that Restoration Angel generally copied a Reflector Mage trigger anyway. Probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. It's great. It's really good. to be like Sideboards that were off by maybe four or five cards, but I mean, the lists are very identical. So at this point, it does feel like the lowest common denominator right now is humans. I think that has to be the tier zero deck. Yeah. I, I think there are a few arguments for sort of... It was the- also
0: the most played... Uh, That's more modern important. deck. Like at not the, only at is the pro tour. it the
2: best performing deck, it
1: is the number one played deck. Yeah, and, so
0: and like, like you also, you know, something like KCI is like a little bit more difficult to play, and people aren't going to be as confident taking it to a GP, right. say. Whereas at the pro tour, you don't run into that restriction as much because these guys are testing a lot. But if somebody's just like, you know, gonna pick up a modern deck to borrow a modern deck from their buddy and play in a GP, they're much more likely to borrow humans because it's a little bit more straightforward.
1: I also think between the two decks, like one is a safer deck to buy into. Like if you were worried about a card getting banned from your deck, KCI is a deck you should be worried about because it is a play style that Wizards doesn't necessarily want to exist, kind of like Eggs or other decks like it uh, or Storm versus humans which is just like, Even if they banned a card out of humans, I don't know if there's a single card that you could ban that just kill the deck, really, other than
2: like... No, all... It's all like a bunch of random two drops that happen to do well. The the list of, of cards in humans that would get banned if you were going to try to kill the deck, it would be probably the most likely banning is one of the five color lands that's that right Which i think we
1: discussed this before and ancient ziggurat is the most likely of those because it's the least damaging to every other tribal deck in the format yeah
2: so i think ziggurat is one uh, on the other hand if you were to ban like i could see them i could see them being like you know what let's actually just ban unclaimed territory let's just reduce it because then ancient ziggurat can't cast aether vial so it ends up you end up with a deck that's like you have to replace this five color land with like something yeah, else how do you
1: ban unclaimed territory and not uh caverns. Well I think cavern enables
0: a lot of other interesting yeah, exactly. tribal sure. decks that they like in the format, like Merfolk and Elves and stuff like that that are playing the caverns. Right. I right. mean so you're not supposed to be playing it for five color decks necessarily, even though it does tap for any color, but I mean that's a that's a it gives your your tribal fair decks an edge over some of the like counterspell decks.
2: We've also talked about the fact that, you know, um, We've talked about the fact that banning one of the lands wouldn't really kill the deck because like, in reality, how much worse well, the don't deck... want.
1: I don't think they want the deck to die. I think they just want it to be slightly worse and then forcing them to play fetch lands isn't the worst way to do that. No,
2: they wouldn't do that. If they banned it's one of mana, of, confluence, confluence, they of mana Confluence. And oh, then how, yeah. how much worse is your deck if, on average, you're probably losing 2.5 life per game like maybe three. is that actually the average? I feel like the average would be higher than that.
1: I guess I guess everything in the deck is a two drop for the most
2: part, yeah, so after actually three, of
1: four. you don't tap it ever again. I
0: so. think based on the fact that like modern is a pretty proactive format right now, other than like blue white being very popular, which I will get to, but yeah. um, you know, it's pretty aggressive with like decks like Hollow One and the Humans deck is very aggressive, um, and decks like the Vengevine deck are very aggressive and I think paying that life is really gonna hurt you. In yeah. in the like metagame as it stands right now, so, I mean, even, maybe just, be the case. even just two or three lives.
2: They could also ban two of them. They could get rid of ancient zegoroth and uh, and unclaimed territory. Just, I think, just I think if double you, ban.
1: Like I think look, I, I don't think they're going to ban necessarily anything of humans yet. I think they like the play style. I think KCI is more in danger of having something like ancient stirrings or KCI itself banned because they want that deck. That deck's playstyle is more toxic towards an environment. In general, humans is just a aggro deck that's like an aggro tempo deck. Like well, like
0: you know, the reason that they don't like things like KCI is because you can't really interact with them because right. you know it's it's it doesn't have any creatures you can kill. Mm-hmm. Thought Seize isn't that good against it unless you happen to hit their KCI and they'll just get it back. Right. But like um, you know, you. Humans is a deck that's also stopping you from interacting with what they're doing. I mean, not to the same degree. There's creatures that you can kill with a variety of different removal spells, but because they have Thalia, Kitesail, Freebooter, Meddling Mage, Reflector Mage. That whole package is just designed to stop you from being able to answer which what which, they're doing.
1: Which, if I had to pick a card outside of the land and mana base that they would ban, I think it's Reflector Mage. I well, think that's so it's funny. Like,
2: you were just—I was just literally as you were saying, saying I was thinking like, what was the? And they banned it on Standard, so like there's there's
1: precedent. It's like if you want to look at it from a lawyery perspective, like they've done it before. It's a card that is pretty powerful, so they might be like, oh, we, we already have established this is a card you should ban, and, like, everything else in the list banning it feels dumb.
2: Meddling Mage, that'd be the one. It, it, it would be... Well, it,
0: Reflector Mage is what's fighting against, like, fair creature decks, like Collected Company and Jund and Abzan and, you know... Uh, Meddling
2: Mage just
1: makes Kayce better and it makes Storm better. Like, like the, Mardu, do
0: that. the Mardu Tokens deck, like... Reflector Mage is what's preventing those decks from beating humans, because normally just having like, a bunch of blockers to block their smaller guys is going to be effective. Right. And then the control decks and combo decks, you know, that's where Meddling Mage, Thalia, Kitesail, Freebooter are doing all the work. And so that's the, like, humans is able to attack both of those angles very effectively using their Reflector Mages. And it's also very good against the Vengevine deck because you can, like, put, you know, Venge Vines in their hand, which is strong.
2: Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so well,
0: maybe it's not that strong. I don't yeah. know.
2: Since so says, Asbury Collins, nothing from humans will be banned. I yeah, think I you're think, probably right. I think it's, you're right. Yeah. I think I think if we were going to establish right now what it, what is the uh, the hot, warm, cool uh, tier of bannings, I think the hot tier right now is Ancient Stirrings. I think it's in a class of its own. I think that yeah. one Mox card... Opal
0: is always at least warm.
2: warm.
1: just lives in that warm, yeah, warm yeah. life. It's yeah, that uh, warm. it's a warm card.
2: Yep. Um, and then I would say I don't I don't think they're gonna ban the card KCI I think they would ban Opal first and just try to try to weaken and slow down the deck I think they'd ban ancient surge before any of those Yeah like I, I just think it's like
0: I mean there's a little bit of precedent for banning KCI because like. You know, when there's a combo deck that they really want to put their foot down on, they just ban Second Sunrise, for example. Right, right,
2: right. Yeah, but they, but they ban. Okay, they ban Second Sunrise, but then they ban Summer Bloom. and so they, there's another card that that's you true. Can, so you, you can make the deck work still. So like, they don't ban Amulet; they ban Summerbloom. So I think if you were going to try to make KCI a deck that you could play, because I think it's an interesting deck. It's a cool deck. Right. I like the interactions. It's a lot cooler than Eggs to me. Like you're, you're having to. It's also
1: quicker than Eggs. One of the issues Eggs had was that it would die. Uh, it like you would have twenty minute turns during turns. And you might
0: not even win at the end of your turn.
1: Right, so like, it it was more of a, like, the big, killing eggs on purpose had more to do with it being problematic for tournament play than even necessarily it's degeneracy.
2: I mean, there was, like, I don't know if you guys gonna like watched the finals, but, like, the Ben Stark match uh, against One. there was, like, a game where he was staring down, like, a lot of damage, and he, like, got a Psy Master Thopterist in play out of the sideboard and just, like, started making just, like, blocker after blocker after blocker. Mm-hmm. It was, like, pretty sweet to watch, actually. Sure. Was,
0: Master Thopterist is insane. I mean, it's yeah. enabling stuff in standard, and I'm sure it will continue to be good in modern. Yeah,
2: it's, it's really good. I mean, that deck's fun to watch. Like, I actually think I actually think the four decks, uh, there was just four, right? There was two humans, a hollow one, a KCI. Yes. Those one, are the top, the top four. four. There's only a top four because there's a team of Um All of those decks are sweet. I, like, I well, watched all I, the matches, and yeah. I really enjoyed watching the matches. Like The hollow one deck's insane. The dredge deck, I watched a bunch of matches of. Dredge by. Is insane. It's not judge, It's The yeah. vendvine. Well, there's a
0: dredge in the top 16, like yeah, a yeah, traditional yeah, dredge with that's prized amalgams and not what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: Vengevine the deck was insane with like all the blood gas yeah. and like and like the bushwhacker. Well, so, like, so this is,
1: I guess, the next conversation is what's tier one, and I think we have a pre-ironed out tier one. I think there's one oddball, and we'll see how it continues to do. But I think after humans, it's KCI Tron, Hollow One, Blue White, and Vengevine. <laughs> Based on representation at, at the, the, the Pro, Pro tour, tour, you
2: think the Jess guy is not in there? I
1: think, think Jess guy's tier 1.5. So, there's a few articles like, Jerry, Jerry T, like, wrote an article right beforehand talking about how just Guy is not well positioned within this meta game. Um, but, like, I think Jeskai and Blue-White kind of maybe switch between each other, but I think those are the, and, like, I have it at tier 1.5, along with Affinity, Band Spirits, and of Pyromancer, who are always just going to be decks that are around. But I do think Vengevine, like, KCI Tron, Hollow One, and Blue White are just like... And like, Humans are the five decks with Vengevine and Hollow One battling for the premier aggro deck of the format.
0: You think that like with this one tournament putting up good results for Vengevine, it's now a tier one deck? You don't think that it's just like a flash in
1: the pan that oh, people are going to be able to hate out? It absolutely could be a flash in the pan, and I think it is more... Res- like it, It's more explosive than Hollow One, but it has a harder time dealing with graveyard height than Hollow One. And I think it like the choice between which of the two decks you play is going to be dependent on what the metagame looks like
2: I don't I would, I would argue against trying being even close to that tier yet I think that's like a it, was that's the, a it was the fourth it was the
1: fifth most represented deck in the entire Pro Tour
2: because of Stitcher Supplier like to, to,
1: all of a sudden it's like a 2 yes. right deck? Yeah.
0: because of Stitcher Supplier
1: it was the fifth most represented deck in the Pro Tour and one of the better performing ones as well huh I'm not, I like, that's also, it did I exist mean, there. People now have the chance to play mono Rest in Pieces. As Alex sideboard. will tell
0: you, people used to play Hedron Crab, and that was good enough. To enable Vengevine. And Citrus yeah. Supplier is just so much better than yeah, Hedron Crab. You get the no offense to the Hedron Crab fans you get, out there, yeah, Alex. You
1: get the don't insult Hedron Crab. He it's also
0: a, a zombie, which lets you get back your Gravecrawlers, yeah. which is like a big part of, you know, the cast Citrus Supplier mill a Vengevine, cast Gravecrawler out of the graveyard, get I mean, back what, all you your Vengevine. You don't
2: Vengevines. have to sell me on how sweet this deck is, but. <laughs> like, turn, turn, turn it's one, sick, Ben. Try it. <laughs> turn one Greater Gargadon in this deck. I don't know if you saw they're playing Gargadon.
1: Uh-huh. Play. Not all of them are. Oh really? It's like there's like weird because this list hasn't been ironed out yet. Like yeah. it's, it's brand
2: just, new from the brand, brand Gar- Gargadon, I saw it play Gargadon. I saw like Gargadon Sack, Bloodbath play Land and get it back second. I was like, oh my god, this is so good, yeah. so much value. They're <laughs> all play-game. when they're One playing drop, Bridge Sack Sack from Cali.
0: Below. Yeah, they're playing Bridge from Below, so they all are interested in sacrificing their creatures and getting them back, like Bloodgasts and Grave Crawlers and Vengevines, yeah. so that you can like am- amass a ton zombies. of zombies and then bushwhacker them. Bridge from Below finally seeing play in Modern is really cool because it's always been a staple of Legacy and Vintage Dredge decks. And it's been legal in Modern this entire time, and you just, you know, missing Cabal Therapy and Dread Return made it not really playable.
1: No Cabal Therapy, no Dread Return, and no, um, what's the 3-1 that comes back and you sacrifice it? Hickory. Hickory. Those three cards are like the things that make it in Dredge Legacy, and none of those three cards being available made it so it wasn't really playable.
0: Right. Um, But it's cool that it's seeing its day in the sun in Modern because it's been such a huge player in those styles. Of decks in other formats.
1: And, and, and like, Dredge played it a little bit in the middle of, like, when Grave
2: Troll was around. Uh, when Grave Troll's around and, is, like, they a they totally different warp. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so I think we all can agree, then, that if, if Tier 0 is humans, Tier 1 is the, the five or so decks we just mentioned. Casey, yeah,
1: tron Hollow, and Blue White are, like, locked in at Tier 1, and then Vengeance has say a big that, question mark on it. I don't, I mean, do
0: we really think that, like, Blue White and Jeskai are, like, drastically different decks? Yeah, yeah they
1: are. They are. Right,
2: Jeskai, Jeskai is far more of a, like, a counter burn deck. Like, it has the control elements of white in it, but, like, it really does function in a lot of ways like a Counterburn deck. Like, it's playing, like, Snapcasters and Bolts and Helixes and Snapcasters. Yeah, and but there and are, and I and guess I guess there are blue-white <laughs> decks that are
0: playing red, and then there are Jeskai decks. Yeah. Because, like, one of the decks in the top 16, um, the Guillaume Wafo-Tapa deck, which is playing four Think Twice because he loves that card, yeah. Yeah. was, uh, he was playing it. no Bolts. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to Think Twice Let me Let me see if I can bring up his deck here. Uh... His deck was playing, so he is not playing, Shoot, he is not playing Bolts in the main, but he's playing four Electrolyzed Main, and two Abrade, and then two Engineered Explosives, so those are his red cards, Engineered Explosives being Being a red red card. Playing
2: four Electrolyzed Main, huh?
0: Yeah. And no, no bolts. So he's not a Jess guy, deck because he's not playing
1: against humans. Like that it, yeah. makes sense. Is a, a total call that I, I understand. I, I also think that he is not a person to pay attention to. <laughs>
2: That's <is it>? fair.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just using this as an example. I, you, I'm not saying that people should go build this list because they will have varying results because they're not right. Guillermo for right. top. Did you guys
2: see that Nasif was playing two copies of Glimmer of Genius in his in his white I did see that. Blue deck.
0: I did see that. So
1: sweet. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, but I think I think that there's control, and I think the difference between the two is how much you lean on Jace versus how much you lean on Teferi. And and Lightning Bolt. Like I think those well, are the, the two.
0: The blue white decks in in the in the top sixteen at least are all leaning on Jace more than Teferi. Correct. One of the decks was playing four Terminus. I forget who was playing that one. Well that's but I that's, think that's, that one was in the top eight. That that's might have the been, other that big might have been Nassif. I think that might have been Nassif. That's yeah. the other
1: big come out of this story. Like the Vengevine Deck is one, but the other no, one No, it was Jace. it was
0: Luis Salvado was playing. Two Teferi, three Jace, and four Terminus. He was also playing one Oust and one Timely Reinforcements main, which I think are nods to humans, because those are cards that are going to really perform against humans, but they're not cards that are going to get named by Meddling Mage. I right.
2: saw a Timely, yeah. But there's one game to see between between uh, like the ones in his hand and the Snapcasters. He played Timely three turns in a row. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Nasif was playing at main, though, which it's, like, a pretty standard... No, he was. They were both playing one main. Nasif was playing two Terminus. Yeah. But they were both playing three Jace. Nasif was only playing one Teferi. Mm. Yeah. So they're all, like, the, at the Pro Tour, at least, these blue-white decks are leaning much more heavily on Jace than Teferi, which is, like, contrary to what we've seen since Teferi came out. So
1: have you guys picked up your Leylands of the Void? <laughs> no, because I mean. it went up $34. Yeah, like, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just just posted, uh, Leyland of Void from Ravnica went up 21 Dollars and Leyland of Void from N11 went up
2: 34. Holy moly! There's a bunch of
1: enchantment cards that went up, sort of Feast of and Famine also went up 3.3 dollars. I mean, like so, those are like big jumps.
2: Out of the top
0: four decks that we've established, I'll plus blue white. So out of the top five, there's four decks. And three of them are graveyard decks that are looking to hate on other graveyard decks. Right. And this Leyline be, is
2: the best card to do is, that. Is the, <laughs> it should be a good indicator of where my mind is. This is like the fourth time this week that I've looked up a Magic card on IMDb. Or I've done the same thing where I've looked up a movie on Decked Builder. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: wait, year are Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2 come out. Uh, debt. Not a card? Oh, wait. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's crazy. Uh, I'm excited. Thank you to who posted that? Robert Holt, Robert Holt, thank you for posting the More Spikes post that gave us wow. that information. My lines that.
2: are 30, what?
1: Uh, 60 bucks, 60 to 70 bucks, depending on which one you have. I have, like,
2: I think I might have even bought the third and fourth copies last season. Nice. I definitely have at least two. I might my
1: that because I've had it since I was playing Mono Black. Uh,
2: Pox? Pox in Legacy, yeah.
1: and that's just like the graveyard I play Man. decks that
0: dirtily enough that I can afford to spend mana on my grave hate, so I don't own them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. All right, yeah. well, so yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. I mean, the, the really interesting thing about modern is that it continues to be a format where every single like two weeks you'll get like another couple decks that break through, right. and they just sort of cycle through. And like what I find so fascinating is, it really is like a living, breathing ecosystem of of competition. Like this metagame is not one where it's just the same until they ban something and then it changes drastically. It's like, you look at these decks, it's like, you know, Grixis Shadow's like, not really a tier one deck anymore. Not in modern.
1: (laughs) I think one player brought it to the pro tour.
2: You know, like Burn consistently always shows up a little bit. There's the modular affinity lists, you know, so now Affinity's got like a little bit of a facelift, which is cool. I've messed around with that deck a bit. I think it's really, really awesome. There was
0: like a a non-modular affinity in the top 16 that I thought was pretty interesting. And I was just kind of looking at some of the top decks. There was was an issue.
1: So Ross Miriam, and I might be saying his last name wrong, wrote an article this week talking about how modern isn't as diverse as you think it is. And his kind of thesis statement was like, these other decks that are below tier one are fine but this tier one is now especially so ingrained and it has been like yes vengeline showed up and we'll see what it does but kci tron hollow and blue white and humans have been the format pillars since this year started at least if not longer since since humans became a deck um and like they all kind of fulfill each of the main archetypes. you have like You know, straight up combo with KCI, you have a ramp deck with Tron, you have a control deck with Blue White, you have an aggro deck with Hollow One, and you have a tempo deck with humans. And all five of them are kind of like the archetypes of magic, and that's modern's metagame right now. Interesting. Um, I I do disagree. He was saying that from the perspective of if you look at the Pro Tour and what the Pro Tour was doing, that's what was going on. And that's hard to really say because. Planning on that and going to a GP never works out. The amount of GPs you go to, where you're right. like, oh, GP a...
0: metagame and local store metagames are going to be so drastically right. different from what you see at the pro tour, and that's where the majority of modern gets played. Correct. The, the modern pro tour is one time a year. I guess if they do team events, it's twice. But <laughs> right.
1: and I think his point was like all the pros that generally complain about modern as a format because it's not you know they right. they you aren't know, able to prepare for it or you just get blown out. Like there is definitively a tier zero, tier one, tier one point five metagame that like are all able to be... That have as, probably as much... As season, I mean, I but. think
0: that what they're saying about Modern when they say that is that, like, if you prepare for these five decks, you're just going to end up playing against, like, you know, Blue Moon, followed by, Correct. like, Affinity, Correct. followed by, you know, Collected Company, you know, Malira Company, or right. Green-White Value Company or something. And then you're like, well... I did, I did my homework, I did what i was supposed to do, but there's just too many decks. No, I mean, I did
1: that <laughs> the last modern GP, not the last modern GP I played in, but the, the last modern GP that was in L.A., well, I played a uh, Tesserator deck, and I did it because at that time, it just, like, stomped on all of these decks that were weak to Bridge Below. Jund, and... Like, Jund, and... Yeah, and, 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 and Staring Bridge. And staring,
2: yeah, sorry, Staring Bridge. Uh, <laughs> a bridge, there was a bridge involved. Yeah. Uh, if we needed, had, if we I, had, I, had I needed, a list, needed, if we had, like, a checklist behind us of the number of times you had screwed up the names of five specific cards... I feel like all of them would have like a 100 check marks. Yeah. That's got, it. I think that's the one you've done the most times. The
1: made the mistake of. I haven't said it wrong the most times, but I have said it wrong the most consistently.
2: I've never heard you say ensnaring a bridge correctly in, no, no, yeah. on a show. I, I, I
1: agree with you. Ever one time. 100% that I say it incorrectly 100% of the time, but I don't think I've said it more than maybe other mistakes.
2: You get it. You get it wrong 20% of the time. 100% of the time. <laughs> Correct. It's like uh, Black Panther. Yeah, Sex Panther. Sex, Sex Panther, yeah.
1: Uh, all right. So uh, beyond what we were talking about with Craig.
2: Why is Layline of the void spiking?
1: Uh, because Ven- of the top five decks we just named, plus the new sixth deck of Vengevine, we kind of talked about this, they are all very weak to graveyard hate, but they all use the graveyard and Leyland of the Void is the best.
0: And it's free. Like like KCI, and he- uh, not humans, KCI and the Vengevine deck and Hollow One are all spending their mana very efficiently in the early turns, and they don't want to use like graveyard hate that blows up both graveyards, so they're looking for some efficient answer to beat the
1: other graveyard decks that are in there. And, and some so. of them do enough with their graveyard on turn one that being able to have something in play before that turn one starts is important.
2: It's been one of the five pillars of Graveyard Hate mono for a long time. I mean, it's Rest in Peace, Leyline, Spellbomb, Relic, uh, and I'd say Surgical's
0: in Surgical, there. Surgical
2: Ooze, Cage. They're Surgical Ooze, Cage. Have, there's a nice library of yeah.
1: Graveyard Hate one can play. Totally. Uh, I'm really excited to make a deck that has both Bridge from Below and... Uh, Snaring Bridge oh. in the same deck. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> uh, but so I played I played uh, Tesserator at, at the GP and like was prepared for the top tables, was ready to do it, and then I played Eight Whack, uh, a uh, collected company Blood Artist deck, a uh, and then a, another like aggro deck, and then Merfolk. and I was just like, well, uh, this tournament didn't go well for me. I'm gonna go uh, play for out rest of this time.
2: Let me talk about. Uh, so I just played drunk, which cha- I had. Changing gears for a second tournaments yeah. that didn't go well for people. Uh, not Michael. <laughs> he <laughs> actually got all the way to the beta draft. So we're gonna,
1: because we had one more section in part of the pro tour of talking about decks that were like cool decks that also showed up that weren't
2: Pendrive. I'll tease really quickly the show. I played in four beta qualifiers and I didn't play in the beta draft. We'll get to that story later.
1: All Let's right. Keep <laughs> so uh, bank comp. There's a cool bank company list that showed up. Yep. That I wanted to kind of focus on. It played zero. Um, what's the land Retreat to Coral Hum in, zero, the yeah. so, no, in the seventy-five. So no, wasn't the seventy-five? Was it wasn't the sideboard, wasn't? Didn't have mm-hmm. one. Nope. No. Zero retreat to Coral It just had four Night of the Reliquary and was getting there. It just was one other specific thing. Value.
0: Right? There's uh. So they're playing four Spell Queller and two Meddling Mage, which I think is a really cool combo because um, you can counter their spell with Spell Queller, and then you can name the spell with Meddling Mage. So if if they kill your Spell Queller, they can't get their spell back. Right. Um, which I thought was cool. Uh, they're also playing a Vendillion click, Tireless Tracker, Three Voice of Resurgence, Eternal Witness. It's just like a like a green-white value deck, like the Value Collected Company decks that we've been seeing with Four Knight of the Reliquary, except that they're playing blue, not for Retreat to Coral Helm, but for the four spell one Vendillion click.
2: And two metal image.
0: And two metal mage. And then there's also a couple of Jace in the sideboard uh, and Unified Will. Just like, you know, a little bit more of a controlling package if you need to go slower post-board.
2: Uh, we got a question, real quick. Uh, Disaster Jenny says, "Got a question for you guys. What do you think of an equivalent game to Game Nights just for modern?" Sounds uh, super sweet. Sounds great. Uh, we would need a Josh Lee Kwai. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> nobody can make savage. game
2: nights except
0: Josh Lee Kwai.
2: Uh, <laughs> we need a savage production budget. and. Uh, some yeah, We
1: we will attempt to create more video content, especially on this channel. There's a YouTube channel. Live gameplay, including uh, Ben is going to start doing moto streaming on the YouTube channel, and we'll also uh, be adding a few other pieces of weekly content beyond just a uh, podcast. We have
2: like a cool idea. We want to start doing... I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the... You remember, Alex, because you were my co-host on the show, but... Uh, uh, listeners and watchers of the show, in the early days we would do deck techs at the end of the show. Like, it's been a long time, but we used to do a deck tech at the end of every episode uh, on a particular deck in modern. We went through 30 or 40 decks and we stopped doing it. We are, because it's been so long, gonna start bringing back the deck techs, but we're gonna do them as separate videos. So, we're gonna do like little five to 10 minute uh, just deck techs for you guys on the decks in modern, which I think will be a fun thing for uh, for the listeners and watchers of the show to be able to, um, to do that. So, uh, anyway, continuing on the topic that we were on, you were getting into the final tier, Alex.
1: Final tiers is 1.5, but we're not gonna talk about two because two is every deck in Modern because Modern is a format where, like, Elves is not in one of these tiers, but will spike a GP, or right. will you, randomly, you like, can have a big day.
0: And that's the reason that I'm talking about this Vengevine deck is because, like, Because Modern is so diverse and people are only expecting the top five decks or whatever, you could just sneak something through and win a GP easily. I mean, Elves has won a GP before, right? And, and like, that's never a tier one deck or tier zero.
1: And if Vengebine was a deck that had one player play it and it just did really, really, really well at the the Pro Tour and, like, got fifth place or something, then I wouldn't be talking about it the way I am. But the fact that, like... Uh, the number I have somewhere on my phone, but I have to, would have to go find it, but the X amount of players above five that played this deck, and made it the 5th Yeah, but I deck. think that
0: there's always value at the Pro Tour in particular, and you'll see pros talk about this on Twitter yeah. and in articles and stuff, there's always value to bringing an unknown deck because people are expecting to see, you know, they're thinking of the established metagame of five decks, right? They're Correct. like, what's the control deck? What's the combo deck? What's the tempo deck? What's the aggro? What's the whatever? And so if your deck isn't in one of those five that people are planning for, then you get a lot of value from people not sideboarding against you.
1: Except that with this deck, it is so similar and the things that hate on it are so similar than other decks that are in the top eight that the the top five decks that it would it's not like i'm attacking from a new angle like the that's difference true. between this deck and hollow one is that i'm worse against graveyard hate which is what KCI well, but is that's bad the
0: against. thing that's because people are not playing as much graveyard hate because sure. that's not how you beat hollow one right. necessarily and it's not how
1: you beat and it's not how you beat kci right it's not, not, not how the how best beat. way to beat kci right
0: so those decks if you want to beat those decks you have other options that aren't graveyard hate now that Vengevine is in the format you can play graveyard hate that you're also boarding against those decks but but it's not like, I need to beat Hollow own what do I do? It's not graveyard hate, generally. Right. They'll just put a Hollow own into play on turn two and kill you with a 4-4 and you're like, rest in peace. <laughs> right, right,
2: right, right. There were some pretty interesting uh, non-intuitive plays watching those Hollow own matches. I haven't actually played with the deck, I've watched a lot of matches, i played against the deck once, um, but like, there was like a play like turn one where the guy from Hot Sauce, like, uh, Faithless Looting and discarded a Hollow own and he had like already like Street Wraith or something like that. And you realize that like, that like the, the answer was like, no, it's actually a smart move because once you burn through most of your your proactive uh, discard spells, Hollow One becomes one of the worst cards in your deck to have in your hand. Um, right, because the, the, it just is like a... Five uh, mana, four, a, Well, you can cycle it for two. Yeah.
0: But that's not where you want to be at. Cool. I mean, if you're um, cycling yeah, yeah. your Hollow One something, you're probably going to lose that game. <laughs> right, 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 right,
1: right. Um... All right, so next next on our list, so the, uh, Band Company, Modular Affinity.
2: The deck's sweet. We've talked about that deck like a bunch. Not for a couple months. It was like a cool deck. This is like the hardened scales one. I think
1: you've talked about it more on your Tenants of Magic than we've actually talked about on the podcast.
2: Well, we talked about it one week, and what ended up happening was I designed my own version of it that had the, um, the Rite of Passage, uh, like Triskelion uh, combo in there. I'm walking okay. Well, so you, I played both copies. I played a single copy of Triskelion, and I played four Walking Ballistas. Um and, I was, and then I swapped out the Voltaic Servant or whatever, the untapped guy, and I replaced it with uh, Winding Constrictor. So the deck ended up becoming a little bit more of like an all-in counter stack with, with a combo backup. Um, I think this version that played in the Pro Tour is better. Uh, I had yeah. a single copy of the 5-mana DC in there to search out uh, Rite of Passage to try to combo off. Right. Um it was
0: like super Just in fun. case you wanted to make your deck a little bit more inconsistent or more uh, inconsistent versus Stony Silence, you could rely yeah. on activated abilities to I, win. <laughs> I never actually played a game yeah, with it. Yeah, it's yeah. just
2: built in my phone. But right it's of no-
0: Passage Walking Ballista is cool though.
2: Yeah, it's another one of those decks where I imagine at some point I'll probably build it on Moto and like play some games and then lose horribly and be embarrassed and never post the videos. Um but you know, maybe it'll win. Um, so let's continue talking. Let's get
1: talking. to the next, no, now we're at GenCon. So before we, get, before we get to the GenCon, I do, we have to do a few shout outs we have to do. The first one is um, we have a Patreon. Uh, it's how we do stuff like this deck t- uh, pack opening. It's how we were able to accomplish all these things. It, it's going to help us create all this new video content that we're looking to start creating. And we really appreciate anyone who can go there uh, and make it happen. It, it, it's why this, this show keeps going on. Uh, number two is uh, we all we did Twitters already. Yep. You skip that ahead. I was going to save that to now. We have a Facebook group. We do have a Facebook group. It is currently being live streamed from YouTube onto that Facebook group right now. Make sure to go check it out. Best discussion on modern on Facebook. There's also a Facebook page. Make sure to follow it there as well.
2: Um, I want to look and see who's in it. Can I do Click this button here. Yep. Is that what I do? Cool. Awesome. You can see we have uh, sixteen people in the live chat, and I don't most people think we can are... look at them. We can
1: look at them on. Well, we can though. see
2: their comments. Though. I've seen them pop up. Yeah, the
1: comments pop up. You don't get to see um, what their names are unless you look here. For instance, a big shout out to Lucas Diewald, who nice. helped uh, inform us that the sound on the iPad was a little low, so people are having trouble hearing us at the best level earlier in the episode. That's fixed.
2: Killer. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. So, Michael qualified for the Beta Draft. Let's, uh, let's get how we got there. So, we all started with Gen Con.
1: Well, let's explain what the Beta Draft is and how it oh, works. Yeah.
2: It's a good point. Uh, so-, so,
1: Gen Con is the birthplace of magic. It is a convention in Indianapolis that was the first uh, place that magic was released so for the 20th anniversary which we're going through all summer wizards is doing beta drafts at uh, key events so there's one in vegas there 20, is one at 25th anniversary did i say 20th yeah, yeah 25th uh, Vegas, there's one at Gen Con, there was one at the Pro Tour, yep. and then there's going to be one in... No, they already did GP. them all.
0: There was one in Barcelona, Spain, oh, okay. there was one in Chiba in Japan, and there was one in Sao Paulo in Brazil. So the, the foreign ones were all unlimited. Okay. The only two beta ones were Vegas and Gen Con, and then what they did at the Pro Tour, they called the Silver Showcase. It was eight players, invite only. They did three packs of beta, just like the beta drafts right. at Vegas and Gen Con, but then they also did a pack of Arabian Nights Antiquity and Legends, which were the first three expansion sets.
1: Got it. Okay. So that's Um, what happened. So they
0: drafted six packs instead of three.
1: So... At Gen Con, one of the big drafts. The reason they did it at GenCon was because of the fact that it was the birthplace of Magic, and we were there uh, showing off Battle Bosses. That's where we announced Captain Boat and Dock Explosion, and the game's kickstarting in a week. Not a subtle plug. <laughs> and uh, during that time, there were uh, qualifier drafts that you could. There's three a day. There was an M twenty-five in the morning at ten a.m. There was a uh, M nineteen. Masters
0: Masters twenty-five Sorry, is what ma- you mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: Masters twenty-five. Uh, there was a N19 draft, and then there was a Dominary draft, and there were three a day, and so...
2: They did sealed, so it was like... Except two of 25, because there are eight events, because there are eight seats on Sunday. So if you win one of these events, 200 people-ish per event... You get a seat to draft beta. So, so it was, cards.
0: It, yeah, it was sealed. They did eight rounds for the first one and then realized that was too long and they cut it back to six. So it was six rounds of sealed yep. and then uh, the top eight would draft whatever your respective format was.
1: So Mike, Mike is in the, the first one or was it the second one? Cause there's an M20. It was on,
0: one. it was on Thursday. So I did the second one cause okay. the first one was the 3 p.m. Uh, was M- the 3 p.m. Magic M19. Oh, okay. I was working at the cast booth so, uh, you know, we get the, the hall closes at 6, and then I rush to my beta draft at 7. Yeah. I didn't know the structure of the tournament, uh, so I didn't realize that I was going to be playing 6 rounds of Swiss followed by a top 8 draft if I was successful. Right. So I ended up, the entire tournament took me from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., uh, and I needed to be at the Kess booth in the morning. So Alex was nice enough to let me, <laughs> you know, come in a little bit late You're, so I could get some sleep.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of gave you, Ben, a little bit of free passes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, while this is happening, so so Ben does the 3 p.m. and 19 draft. Yep. Before, I... before Michael starts his tournament even, Ben flew to Gen Con to... For the most part, like he was helping in the booth, but he was there more on the side of the magic stuff to actually try and, and do one of these tournaments. So every it was, day, it was the one. dream.
2: I, I did I end up doing four of the qualifiers. Okay. Um, and I did the 3 p.m. one the day that you did the 7 p.m. one, but they changed the structure after that first one that I was in. Um, so he played the full eight-rounder and made top eight, right? No, no, no. That was the next thing. Oh, my mistake. Um, I knew. No, this top is, this eight is the won. one where he got wrecked because
1: they moved where they were putting the sign-up of sign-up Oh, up sheets. my gosh. That was so bad. So
2: I was I was XO going in round four in an eight-round term. I lose my fourth round. Still, like, pretty, pretty bummed I didn't think I could make it. They changed the side they were posting the signs on. I missed the start time of my fifth round. Got a match loss and dropped and was just, like, so crushed. Um, and... The next day came back to the hall and was like, I'll oh, do it again. And they were like, Did you hear? I was like, what? They're like, Michael won. I was like, <laughs> Michael won. No, he didn't. And they were like, We're not kidding. I was like, where's Michael? They were like, He's at the hotel sleeping. He was out till seven in the morning. He won a, he won the qualifier. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I'm like texting everybody as they're waking up, like, I won.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're saying that the qualifier that we left Michael out last night, the one when I was so despondent and he was like, I'm just gonna give it a shot. He won that qualifier. Like he won it. He's yeah. in the beta draft. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> I was like just like so angry <laughs> like, so angry but then like also like so happy. Well I watched
1: your like face go through emotions because at first you were like bitter and then angry and then you like got excited
2: because it's really exciting of course that Michael it's exciting. got it. Yeah. It's and amazing. it was also like
0: it was also like if Michael could do it, I could do it. Oh I was so I definitely saw well, that yeah. in you.
2: I was so re-energized. And so then my next one at three PM they changed the structure to six instead of eight rounds. And I 5 0'd my five rounds with a bad deck. And then drew in the top eight, right? And, yeah, and then I drew in the top eight, and I won my first top eight round, and then I lost in the top four. So I got close, didn't get it. I got two arid bases. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, two error bases. Michael got a uh, beta lightning bolt and the wrath god, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so okay, so that's where we leave Ben. Yeah, despondent and sad. Yeah, I played uh, in two
2: more. I didn't get there. Right.
1: Let's get back <laughs> uh, on. So we do Gen Con. It's really exciting. A lot of people like the game. Uh, we get to the last day, and you wake up early to go to your draft. How's yep, you del- and
0: so this day is actually 25 years to the day after they released uh, Magic for sale at Gen Con. So it was like August 6th. 1993 or something and I'm drafting on August 6th that might be the wrong day I had the days all mixed up after staying up all night but I believe it was August 6th that was the day they started selling magic so it's like literally 25 years later right which is so cool um, and then, yeah, I go and, uh, they, they have the eight players meet up at the, at the like event stage or whatever, like yeah. they have at Grand Prix and everything else. Uh, they tell us to wash our hands, uh, which was a good idea. So we go, we all go wash our hands and they take us to a room in, the in the hotel next door. That's like private. They have like streaming equipment set up cause they stream the whole thing. It's on, uh, you know, uh, the Gen Con live, I believe is the name of the yes. Twitch channel. It's all up there. Um, and they have, you know, some Watsi people doing... Aaron Forsythe and Mark Turian doing uh, coverage. coverage. And they were just standing right behind us. It wasn't like they were in a coverage booth off to the side. They were just standing right there, you know. I could have reached out and touched them. And then they so have, then like, people... just, like, petted Aaron Forsythe's face Well, because like, it was, Because playing.
2: it's a Rochester draft, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's a little different than a regular draft. So, so explain what a Rochester draft is. Right,
0: so they did a Rochester. So what happened is the judge would open the pack and lay out the cards one by one... Um, on the table face-up, and you would pick one when it was your turn. They'd go around in a circle. I was actually in seat one, and then so I would, for the first pack, I drafted first, and then it would go around... You know, this way, and the last person would pick two cards, and then it would come back around, and I wouldn't get another card because there was only 15 in the pack. Right. And then the next person to my left would draft first from pack two, and then it would go around to me. I would be the last person, I would pick two. And then you do that. It takes forever, but it was super cool because you get to see all the beta cards that everybody's opening, um, which is what we're all there for, is like the cool cards that people are opening. So I get to see. You know, it's not like somebody opens their pack secretly and just like ooh mox jet. They like Moxjet jet is out on the table. Right. Everybody gets to see it, and you're like, oh man, that's great. You know, like what it, was, it was rare
2: in the first pack?
0: It was wrath of god.
2: Oh, you, it's that's your what first I got. Pack?
0: It was this wrath of god. I got it. So, so that's what we're gonna was do do were is, were you, everybody was pretty hyped when they Everybody was pretty hyped because you know wrath of god isn't. It's not power. It's not a dual land, but it's like you Where know a pretty valuable card. So here's my Wrath of God that I picked first in the beta draft. So it was I'm, the I'm, first
1: pack. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to point the camera down at the map that okay. we have here so that pe- you can take okay. cards out and talk about them instead of them looking at us because I think these are cool enough.
0: <laughs> okay, to, to modify the whole camera setup. Got it. So that's that was my first pick. And, and it's like a cool enough card that everybody was like excited to see it get opened. It, it's not power. It's not a dual land, but it shows like this beta draft is really happening. People are opening valuable cards. Yeah,
1: it's dope. <laughs> It's like um, reflective, so we're trying to get it in here. Get the glare right.
0: So then, you know, after the Wrath of God, it was a little slow, because I started getting being the last person to pick a card. Um, but I managed to get, you know, a few other valuable cards. Uh, so I got to open two, or I got to open three packs. Um, I, don't, I didn't open anything else that was fantastic, but I ended up either opening or getting passed to me. This is like all my, my big spoils. I got this mat, too, which was nice, um, of the GenCom people, so I can always remember my beta draft. These are all the big ones. Uh, Pirate Ship, also a rare. I did open Pirate Ship and took it, because it's pretty good, and it's also a rare in beta. <laughs> I got a ton of lands as well. Um,
2: How many islands did you open? Uh,
0: well, it, usually you would take the islands like mid-pack after people had taken the playable cards. The thing about drafting beta is like there's so few playable cards by modern draft standards, because... Um, yeah, I'm not taking those out of sleeves, so you're going to have to figure out the glare issue. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm going to hold them up. <laughs>
0: um, so, you know, it's so few uh, playable cards compared to modern draft standards. Like, we opened packs where there were nine lands. We opened packs where there were no creatures. There was one pack where Aaron comments on the, on the stream that there were three creatures in the pack. They had a total of one power. There was like a banalish <laughs> hero or some 1-1 one, one, and then two walls in the pack. So uh, it's just like hero. the amount of creatures. So so my final deck um, what ended up having five creatures in it uh the biggest one was pirate ship there was a hill giant in there and then mm. everything else was two two or smaller and so like my deck was just didn't end up being very good and I, I lost in the first round but honestly the whole experience was so fun like drafting is obviously fun and exciting because people are opening these cards but like the people who were drafting like nobody was super serious and like there was a prize in the line uh, the winner ended up getting twenty five hundred dollars uh, a check for twenty five hundred dollars and an alpha starter deck which is worth an insane amount unopened. Yes. Um, How many rares come on a starter? Three? Something like that. And it's, like, the only place that you can get, like, a near mint Lotus because it's, like, more well-protected than a booster pack or something. I don't know. I heard something like that. But... Do you think you opened it? I don't know. I mean? don't know if you... Would I open the starter deck? Honestly, I would probably just sell it. But... <laughs> but so I, um... So there was prizes on the line, but everybody who was there was just happy to be there. They were so excited just to be drafting beta, and so everybody was super friendly. We're all joking around during the draft. It was, like, such a cool experience. And then when we played the games, you know, I had five creatures in my deck, and my opponent had the card Jade Statue, uh, which is modern legal. For those of you who are getting hyped up about Jade Statue, you can play it in modern. (laughs) It's a four-mana artifact. You can pay two mana during combat to make it a 3-6. Uh, I had no answers in my deck to <laughs> to it. My removal was like Paralyze, which is an enchantment. I had, um, let's see, I had a couple of Drain Lifes, which are sorceries. I had- Strikes
2: me as Drain Life would be a really good card.
0: Yeah, I was playing a ton of Swamps because of it, even though I ended up being four colored jank. And then I had the Wrath. <laughs> uh, and so none of these cards kill it, all my removal suite. Because it's too. Uh, it, it was only a creature on my opponent's turn when it was attacking and killing me. You so I just had, got, got had utterly had crushed like, by Jade Statue. You would have had
2: to block with like a Hill Giant and then bolt it? Yeah,
0: that was like basically my only out. I had one <laughs> Hill Giant in my deck. I could have blocked with Pirate Ship too, but. Um, yeah, so I was either I two of for one myself. Unsummoned doesn't do the trick, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I just. My deck matched up really poorly against Jade Statue and I just lost immediately. But. Like, even the experience of playing was so cool because it's, like, on Magic's literal 25th birthday from the day it was released, and I'm playing Magic, like, basically the way Richard Garfield intended, you know, like, it's, it's really cool. That like that is the exact same way that people were playing magic 25 years ago they weren't Rochester drafting but effectively they were just opening up a handful of packs and just like playing you know four color whatever random stuff they open yeah you know their opponent plays Jade statue and they're like what does that do Oh my gosh I can't beat this that card's crazy yeah. you know like it was just so cool to be there the way that people did it 25 years ago and just to be playing with these cards good or bad right um,
2: it's also crazy that the, the investment at this point, twenty-five years later, like even just the commons are worth so much. Oh
0: yeah, I mean we were playing with sleeves. Luckily, they gave us some sleeves to play with that are cool. We got these like twenty-fifth anniversary sleeves and uh, the deck box, which you may have seen, and then the mat, so that you know we would look nice on coverage. They actually didn't stream the game, so you can't watch me get destroyed by Jade Monolith, um, but or Jade. Statue Jade Molleth is a, is a different early magic card. I don't even... It might be in beta. Yeah. But anyway, uh, get destroyed by Jade Statue. You can't watch that, but you can draft, watch the draft portion, which was honestly much more exciting to watch. But it was cool to just be playing with these cards
1: well, and also thinking
0: like, back 25 years was, ago that how people were playing. It
1: was how the game was designed. Like, everything that's come after that has been built around making this experience better or flowing things differently, but like...
0: And the gameplay Garfield, is better, don't get me wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah. Richard Garfield built the game to be off of this but in more of a collectible way than it is yeah and he he built it in a pre-internet
0: age where it's like you would play against somebody and you would see a card that you'd never seen before like every time you played You, you would see like a card that you'd only heard of. There were, like, rumors of cards that didn't even exist, but, like, people would just start rumors. Right. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the the Enter the Battlefield yes, episode with the original playtesters. Yeah. So, like, watching that, Richard Garfield intended the game to be played with, like, you don't really know what even right. exists, and, like, you're just trying to make Correct. the best of the cards you've opened, and, and you're not looking on the internet for the best cards or the best deck lists. You don't... You don't even know what all the cards that exist are. Right. Like the, and, the coolest... and that's basically what we, how we were playing in beta. I mean, obviously, we knew most of the cards, but everybody's reading each other's cards. Right. During the draft portion, we're, like, asking the judge for, or, for Oracle text on camouflage because right. how does that card even work? Right, right.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, it, the, one of the, my favorite things from that, the, that video was, like, Richard Garfield gave every player that he was playtesting with Sixty cards. And it yeah. was a forty card deck and you didn't tell anyone who else what everyone had and you only needed forty of them. So you had twenty cards that you're gonna trade. So you literally tested the game from the get-go to be traded with people and, right. and the little community. And that was like all around campus, people were just playing this trading card game that only they could play and that right. what matched. And was. every time
0: you played a new person, you you would right. see a new card because he only printed, I think it was he was saying like one of each rare and three of each uncommon originally. Yeah. So people would just see, you know, pirate ship for the first time and they're like, Wow, that's incredible. Like right. it's it's such a big creature. <laughs> and it pings
1: every turn? Wow. Well, it's because he was also sticking to, like, in early days of Magic, a 1-1 or a 0-1 was, that's, if you're a human being sized creature, you're a 1-1. Sure. And then that's why bears are 2 Like And wizards during uh, Kaladesh, not Kaladesh, uh, sorry, uh, block made bears 4-4s, probably because they're like, it doesn't make sense that they're 2 So we have a yeah, bunch yeah, of humans totally. that are 2-2 size. Totally. So, um, but the original pretty good.
0: <laughs> pirate ship is pretty good I mean I would play that in if Absolutely. it was like a, an uncommon in modern magic uh, so for those that don't yeah. know or that are looking pirate at pirate is, ship right now uh,
1: pirate ship four in a blue summon ship tap to do one uh, damage it's a, a human damage. pirate we it's looked at the pirate. oracle okay. we looked at the oracle it's tap a human pirate so this is a modern too yeah Is it? Yeah, it's it's a time-shifted cheat. Time-shifted. There you go. Yeah, so you can play this in uh, humans, if you wanted to. Uh, (laughs) Tap to do one damage to any target. Uh, Cannot attack unless opponent has islands in play. Uh, Though controller may still tap... Pirate ship is destroyed immediately if at any time controller has no islands in play.
0: Right, so that's how beta cards are worded. Uh, not really consistent <laughs> with Modern Magic, but yeah, I mean, you can tap to ping. I actually ended up trading well, with like a was... Sea Serpent, okay. which was great flavor, Duh. right? Yeah. My opponent yeah. attacks me with a Sea Serpent because we both have islands in play. I block yeah. with pirate ship, tap to ping it, and then they deal damage to each other, uh, which was which was fantastic. That's actually not how the original wor- rules worked, but we were playing with beta cards and Modern Rules, so the flavor checks out. Right,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. Uh, pretty incredible experience, man. I, I wish I had drafted two drain lights in the beta draft. Yeah, and if you guys have <laughs> if you
0: guys have time, look up the oracle on word of command. It's a real a real interesting one. Also, if you haven't seen that card before,
2: yeah, yep. very <laughs> small text. Okay, so
1: so I think that's it for the episode today. Uh, thanks for coming on, Michael. Uh, where yeah. can people find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on the Facebook group the Masters yeah. of Modern Facebook group I, I check it frequently uh, also now you can find me on Twitter because Alex convinced me to legitimize it by yeah. telling everybody to follow me um, <laughs> at you're at, like, at like... dudard d-u-d-a-r-d-d right um, yeah, there's some that's good memes there, there. <laughs> I also am on the Masters of Modern Discord which is uh, not incredibly active, but right. it, I'm there as an admin. So if you...
1: okay, well, we're gonna have you on the cast, you know, consistently. You were also one of the designers of Battle Bosses, which is kickstarting on Tuesday. Once again, plugging that. Uh, it's really important to us. We worked really hard on this game. Uh, the feedback that we got in JetCon was that everyone really loved it. It's really about balanced. There's six bosses. If you guys can help us when we kickstart it, we can even grow it past that so that we can have up to 12 different bosses. they uh, all come from different worlds, and we'll be previewing it through the next week. You can go you to won.
0: battlebosses.com for more information.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, bed does a show called 10 minutes of magic it is sponsored by wizardry foundry the people behind the Grimar that we did our little pack war out of you can find uh, that
2: on their facebook wizardry foundry they post new uh little like blurbs about like i i did like deck decks on a lot of the top decks from the pro tour i talk about the cards most likely to be banned i all kinds of different stuff you guys can find that content there so um all right thank you guys so much for listening and watching and we'll be back same time same place next week we apologize for missing last week of course but we will be back next week. Thanks for the
1: live stream. Uh, we are yeah, doing better. Thank look. you for your Sorry, attention.
0: Guys. For further inquiries, send an email to the mmcast at rocketjump.com. See you later. Alligator.